Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane, and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio, or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian True Crime Live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning, that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. This week's Australian True Crime takes us back to the Northern Territory. 
The victim, whose remains were found just outside Catherine on the 25th of October 2011 by Daryl Hill, were those of 41-year-old Raffaele Nicifolo, also known as Ray. Ray had lived most of his life in Catherine, which has a population now of roughly 10,000 people. It's the kind of place where everyone knows everyone, especially characters as colourful, shall we say, as Ray Nicifolo. At the time of his death, Ray had a string of convictions for violent and gun-related crimes to his name, including the shooting of a man in 1999, which occurred in the main street of town. He'd been in a volatile relationship with a local woman called Bronwyn since 2007. In 2009, she'd taken out an apprehended violence order against him, and the couple finally broke up in September 2011. At that point, Ray started sending Bronwyn threatening text messages regarding a laundromat they'd been running together. One message read, Today could be the day you lose someone close to you, which Bronwyn took as a threat to the life of her son, Christopher. The following day, Ray turned up at the laundromat in person, threatening to rape and murder Christopher. Four days after the confrontation at the laundromat, Ray Nicifolo was dead. And very soon after that, Bronwyn, her son Christopher Mileshko, and two of his close friends, Darren Halfpenny and Zach Grieve, were arrested by Northern Territory Police and charged with the killing. In a case that's emotionally charged for many reasons, and that caused deep divisions in the town of Catherine, Zach Grieve's involvement has always been particularly controversial, because although he admits he knew that something terrible was going to happen to Ray Nichiforo that night. Even the judge presiding is on record as saying Zach wasn't there and received an unjust sentence for his involvement. Journalist Dan Box has been reporting on crime for decades and was unexpectedly drawn into this story and into this family on a very personal level. And he joins us to talk about his new book, The Man Who Wasn't There, and the extraordinary man who's emerged in Zach Grieve. It's just the thing that I kind of love and I kind of hate about true crime reporting, because essentially what I do is, is journalism, is, is complicated. So in this case, we're talking about a murder that was commissioned by a woman who was herself the victim of some pretty extreme domestic violence, coercive control by the man who would become the murder victim. She, and I'm not defending this, and she's not defending it now, I've spoken to it plenty since, she decides to have him kill. So the guy at the centre of the story I tell in this book is a guy called Zach Grieve. He got tripped up in this legal system. I say tripped up, he was thrown in jail for his entire life, which is more than being tripped up, for a murder that even the judge said he didn't physically commit. He was one of three people who agreed to take part in it. So the, the plot was that Ray would be killed. And there's a bit of dispute as to whether or not Zach agreed to take part in a killing or just a bashing. And then these three guys, Zach and Darren and Chris, they waited for, for Ray to turn up in his flat. They waited a few nights and he didn't. And then the last night he was there and they got in a van threw their weapons in the van and their weapons are crude like a shifting spanner, a metal pipe and a baseball bat. And the plan was basically to go in there, 
knock him out, take him out of town. Zach pulled out and he went home and he went to sleep and he didn't call the cops. Ray's then killed and he's killed in a horrendous way, like he's beaten to death with a shifting spanner on the floor of his unit. And no, it's, no one should ever die like that. It's appalling. And then his body is taken in Chris's van and the plan was to dispose of his body down a sinkhole. So, you know, Catherine, you just get these, these basically just almost like mine shafts just open up into the ground. They were going to dispose of him like that and then no one would find him. By the accounts of what happened in that van, Chris panicked. Something went wrong. The plan didn't happen. They didn't find the sinkhole. They basically just drove in a mad rush out of town, took the, the road out of Catherine that leads to the Catherine Gorge, the big tourist attraction. That's, that road's a dead end. It doesn't go anywhere. And about halfway along, they just stopped the van, drag Ray's body out, drop it, and basically panic and go, that's it, we're done, we're out of here. A couple of days later, the body's discovered and the whole thing starts to unravel from there. So almost the first thing you do is you go and find the partner of the victim. You talk to her, you talk to her son. You realize there's a history there because there was different apprehended violence orders taken out against different people. You realize there's something there. You ask Chris who he's with. He says he was with Darren. You speak to Darren and Darren's account is a complete fiction as to what happened that night. And then the police say, well, have you got a phone? And Darren says, yeah. And then the police say, can we have a look at it? And Darren says, yeah. And on Darren's phone, there's a whole bunch of messages, text messages organizing a murder. And from there, they take Darren in. Darren gives up Chris. Darren gives up Zach. And that's it. They're those two in, in custody within days. Zach was found guilty almost entirely on the basis of Darren's evidence because there was no forensic evidence linking Zach to the crime. And in his sentencing, the judge says, I don't think you were there. If I could, I'd give you a shorter sentence, but I can't because of the way the law is written. And the judge says the way the law is written in the territory inevitably creates injustice because the way the law is written there is different in New South Wales and Victoria. If you agree to take part in a murder, then you pull out. And I've covered cases as a reporter like this. You might get done with conspiracy to attempt murder, but you wouldn't be found guilty of murder. But Zach was. And then the way the law works in the Northern Territory, Zach, if he's guilty of murder, he has to go down for a life sentence. The law doesn't give the judge any, any room to move. And life in the Territory means life, as in you will go to jail until you die with a minimum non-parole period of 20 years. So Zach's 19 when he agrees to take part in this murder and then pulls out. He's then sent to prison for longer than he's been alive. He hadn't had a great education. Catherine, the schools weren't probably as good as they are elsewhere, and, and Darren and Chris didn't even finish school. You know, Zach was pretty naive. He smoked a lot of dope as well as selling a bit of it. He's played a lot of video games. You know, his, even his mum said he was green, like he wasn't a mature 19-year-old. So he brings all that background. He'd seen a lot of domestic violence in his life. His best mate, Chris, comes to him and says, my mum is being essentially abused by this man. Will you help me get rid of him? And Zach's response is, yeah, I'll help stop that. Absolutely. Now, I, I'm not saying it's right, and it's not, because killing people isn't right. But, I mean, at the very least, there's an element of compassion in that wrong decision. And the way the law worked meant that the judge wasn't able to say there's some compassion here and there's some regret here and there's some decency in this individual. And also, 
do we want to stuff this guy's life up? You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Christopher has since died in jail. Yeah. Yeah. So the prison they were in wasn't a great prison. And they got bored. They got really bored. And that doesn't sound like a big deal, except it was like crippling boredom. Zach described it as a days of our lives existence, you know, the soap opera. like Because they'd watch the soaps. Every day you just sit down and do the same thing again. And it was about this time in the new prison that synthetic cannabis became a big deal. Was, they called it chronic. And it's basically just a bunch of chemicals and has a really nasty effect on you. So it became completely rife in the prison. They were smoking it basically to get out of their minds. But Chris was really smoking a lot of it. And he and Zach were mates. Zach got sent to a different part of the prison. Chris was pretty low about that. Chris went into his cell one night and the next day he was dead in his cell. And... Long and the short of it was that he smoked, most likely smoked a bunch of this chronic on his own in the cell and, and it kind of caused him to topple over and maybe freeze and he'd gone down really hard and hit the corner of the desk like massively hard and then choked on his own vomit and there was no one there to look after him. Zach would have been his cellmate, Zach had been moved out to a different part of prison. For that to be the result of being sent to prison in the state supposedly looking after you is, is pretty damning and you know that was Zach and Chris were best mates Zach lost his best mate as a result of that Bronwyn who paid for Ray's murder to take place has lost her son she's still living yeah yeah she's out of prison now oh she went uh, to prison as well of course yeah. she was jailed for a few years yeah Bronwyn was found guilty of manslaughter essentially in recognition of her mental state at the time the kind of the judge's findings there were she'd suffered 
such a level of abuse that her mind wasn't working as clearly as it should have been. She wasn't in control of her own thoughts. That's fascinating. So he had discretion where Bronwyn's sentence was concerned. Yeah. So be- and because she went down for manslaughter, she only went down for a few years. But again, it's a life sentence. Like she lost her son. Yeah, and absolutely. And she, she massively lives with the guilt of what she did. Prison in the Northern Territory, that's pretty tough. That is tough. Like there's fights, there's rapes, there's a lot of drugs. There's everything you read about when you read about how bad prison is. But this is the kind of the triumph of Zach's story. How did he come out? How, how is he? Well, he only came out a few weeks ago. Like bizarrely. And by, by chance, Zach pretty much got released from prison the week that the book was released, oh, God. which was, there was no planning in that at all. But so I got a text message from him on the day he was released because I knew it was coming. And I got a text message from him saying, I'm having lunch with my dad and my sister. And I'll be honest, there was a part of me that never believed that was going to happen. Like I knew technically on paper it was going to happen, but until I got that message kind of emotionally, I hadn't let myself think it might. Because Zach and I have grown pretty, in a funny, strange way, kind of close. Zach and I were writing letters to each other. He helped me out with a bunch of stuff that I was going through. And that happened, and then I've spoken to him a couple of times now. And he's come out good. He's come out resilient. He's come out mature. He's come out probably better educated, sadly, than when he went in. And he's come out with a sense of optimism and determination to do the right thing. Life's going to be tough. Like, how do you pick up a life when you spend not all, not most of it, but a, a long chunk of it in jail? He was in, he did 12 years in the end. I hated writing this book. I wrote a draft of this book and it was really short. So I jumped it. And and then I wrote another half. So the first one was 80,000 words. So the timeline's 80,000 words. And the first draft's almost 80. Second draft is 40,000 words. And I junked that, but I copied and pasted bits. So I kept some of it. Then I did a third draft. And then I can remember it was about this time last year. I came into the room where I'd been writing this thing. And I sat down and I'm about to send it off to the publisher. And I know in my heart of hearts that it's still quite shit two years of, of writing and it's been, I haven't enjoyed writing it. And then I had this kind of inspiration. The reason I've not enjoyed writing this and the reason it's still not very good is that I'm not being honest with myself. I'm expecting Zach to be honest with me and tell me if he did this murder. I'm expecting all these people I've spoken to, to be honest about Zach and about all these other things. And there's no honesty from me in this book because I was standing back. I was being aloof. I was trying to keep myself out of the book. And I said, look, I said to myself, look, if you're asking Zach to be honest, you're going to have to be honest. So I went back to the start of the book and over two weeks, I just wrote through the whole thing and put myself into it, being honest about things, being honest about how I was feeling at certain times, what was going on in my life, how Zach changed that because he did. And then being honest about where I ended up in terms of what I thought was Zach now. And so I put all of that honesty in, which was the stuff probably subconsciously I'd been avoiding putting in for the past two years and as a result, not enjoying the process. And those two weeks, like they were kind of electric, like I just smashed them out. And then I got to the end of that and I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, now the book works. 
it will be interesting to see what he makes of it, but it will be interesting for me to see what he's made of himself now. Like to come out after that length of time in prison, facing everything he has, and I'm not saying he's perfect. I, I'm not defending what he did, but he's faced a lot of adversity, and it will be interesting for me to see how he's going with that and see what kind of a man he is. But I'm really looking forward to. Which is odd, because I am literally going to go and see a convicted murderer. But I, I am, I really want to see him. Some of my best friends are convicted murderers, mate. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> Thank you to our guest today, Dan Box, whose book, The Man Who Wasn't There, is available now. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 9276 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, Michelle Laurie here. And as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian True Crime Live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.